0: Hello, my name is Corey, and welcome to the RCF Podcast, a place where you can dive deep into what the scriptures say, get caught up on current events, or sit back and listen to topical discussions on life from all ages. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now I'm going to turn it over to RCF's Pastor James. Hey there, Roseburg Christian Fellowship, it's good to be back with you guys. Today I just wanted to take a a little bit of time, not too much, but uh, I want to start a series where I just kind of survey through the book of Philippians. Kind of just draw out some devotions. I kind of had this idea as I was sharing with some local school kids in the morning, they're particularly at, at Geneva and then over at Foundation Fellowship and so I thought, hey, you know, why don't I just go ahead and do this uh, with you guys as well? So I'm going to go ahead and do that, and be, it would be a blessing to have you join us or to pick up with us as we go along through the book of Philippians. And again, this won't be an exhaustive or quite as in-depth study as we normally would do, but I think we'll have some fun with it anyways. So the book of Philippians—it's—it's it's my favorite book. I—it's one that I go to often. Uh, I'm not sure exactly why, but I—I just—I just love it. So a quick little history on it, uh, again, not in depth. You got to do that on your own. Is that Paul? You know, he found this church. He founded this church. helped plant this church. It was quite amazing in how it happened, and he and he spent some time with them and developed some deep relationships and fellowship with them. And because Paul was called to be a uh, an apostle and was on a missionary journey to many other cities, he didn't spend an extreme amount of time with them, but very impactful while it did. I believe it was Halley's Bible handbook once mentioned that it was probably a place where where Luke had spent some time pastoring. It was a church that desired to know where Paul was and to minister to him, and they truly did love him. And it had been the guess is it's probably been you know eight ten years since they got a hold of Paul, and and they hear that he's in prison. Knowing the prisons of that day, he needs you know Paul needs some support. Somebody's got to feed him. Somebody's got to make sure he got what has what he needs. So they so they sent some support with a brother from the church to take care of him. And Paul wrote several letters, but this being one of them, while in that prison, and he sends it back with this blessed brother to this church that that loved him dearly, and he loved them. Many refer to this epistle as an epistle of joy. And I think that's probably useful in our day and age, and and I'm just going to kind of key off that just a little bit. So as I get started here... We have again Paul writing to a church that loved him and he and he loved them. And like the rest of us, they had some issues. So Philippians chapter 1 verse 1 says Paul and Timothy bondservants of Jesus Christ. To all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our father and the lord jesus christ so as i start off here i just i pause right there to remind us perhaps as i did with the kiddos in the school that as we are in a time that as we look around in the the masks and the distance and the frustration and the and the riots and the news and the politics and all this stuff that that we're called to be a people where our love is an action word it's a verb it has life it does something and one thing as paul expresses his love and says hi to this church the first thing i was just really on my heart is you know what love says hi as we can barely see our the smiles of each other sometimes with with the face shields or those things on as we're all just seemingly a little bit on edge lately, we could start off by doing that, by reconnecting with people. Now, Paul did this via letter, but we can reconnect with the people and those that we love around us by maybe just starting with saying, hi, how are you? A smile, a nod, you know, a fist bump, if you will but something to acknowledge that I am i am generally glad to see you. And anybody can do this. Anybody, anywhere can share that smile, that hi, that hello, that blessing, that greeting, that shalom extended to another person. And that's a little challenge for us, I think, today. It's a challenge God put forth to me and I think puts forth to you. Continuing on, Paul also went on and said, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you always in every prayer, making requests for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He says, just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness how greatly I long for you all with the affection or the inward parts, that deep love of Jesus Christ. So first off, as we come to verses three 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 through six, we are reminded not only does love say hi, not only does it actively look for how it can engage or to bless or to just bring that extra little piece of the love of God or the peace of God into somebody else's life to extend goodness to another, but it's also thankful. So it says hi and it's thankful. Paul said, man, every day, Every time I pray, I give thanks for you. When I remember you, I'm like, man, praise the Lord for you. I'm so thankful for you. And when I I pray for you, I think about how we partnered. We had everything in common in the, the work of the gospel. Love is thankful. It not only is actively looking to connect with that other human being, perhaps through a high, but it is, is it thankful? When... When was the last time you stopped and said, "Is my love thankful? Am I thankful for the person that I've shared life with, shared ministry with? Do you have them in your heart? Let your love grow to be thankful." You know, we we see the power of that in in the you know Philippians four eight, which we'll get to someday. We see the power in that in the First Corinthians thirteen love of where we set our mind and allow God to change our hearts to not only be actively looking to connect, but to rejoice and to be thankful. As I continue to read there on into verse 7 and 8, you know, Paul is saying, you know, this is right for me to think this of you. You know, you guys are, are, are partnered with me. You're in this with me in the defense and the confirmation of the gospel. You're partakers of grace. And I long for you with the affection of Jesus Christ. So just a, a little more extension of thinking about others, this whole process. Hey, how you doing? God bless you. I may the peace and the grace of God be upon you. Hey, I'm thankful for you. And I'm not only thankful for you. But I'm actively engaged in my heart thinking about you in verse 7 and 8. I mean, I'm, it's more than just a, hey, man, thank you for my mom, my dad, my friend, my co-worker. But I actually long for you to be blessed. I actually have a heart that, that wishes greater things, and it's a passion. Let God cultivate these things in our life. Just a few more verses with one more thought. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Love also takes specific action. Specific action. Not just a high, not just a, I'm thankful, not just a, Man, I am just, I'm just, I'm passionate for the well-being, the blessing of your life, that that love that faced on others. But it also lets all of that develop into a a specific action. And Paul says, you know, I have I have this idea and I'm praying that your love as you're gonna grow. But it's going to grow in knowledge. It's going to grow in the word of God. It's going to grow in the things of God. And all discernment, you're going to have the wisdom. You're going to be able to see what may not be clear and bring application and understanding out of that knowledge. That your love will be just this high-functioning, amazing gift of God. And then in that, as he continues on, verse 10, that you'll be able to approve the things that are excellent. That you be sincere, without offense till the day of Christ. Filled and blessed with the fruits of righteousness. Do you have anybody you're praying over that for? When you come into the congregation, when you fellowship with the saints, are you asking for grace and peace upon them? Are you thanking God for them? Are you loving them with a deep love, like Jesus And are you specifically praying for them to to grow in his word and his knowledge and his ministry and discernment and being filled with fruits of righteousness and that they would be sincere, they'd have a, a single passion of their heart for Jesus until he comes? And we'll leave that there for today. And I want to close with a little story that I came across. Just the impact of the simple things, the impact of being passionate about these simple things and, and growing in and blessing others. There was a town in Massachusetts a number of years ago. They had some old technology, but hey, it worked, and, and in the, the nautical code, in this language, this light would flash out to the sea, and it would flash, I love you. And those sailors or fishermen or merchants or whatever it would be that would be passing by and perhaps had not seen their families for days, weeks, months, they'd been out on the sea. And they would go by this particular part on the shore and knowing that, you know, hey, that's just a light bulb. But someone put that there and someone is specifically communicating, hey, I love you. And that would make such a difference to them. But as things do, time progressed and the new technology needed to be put in, that old antiquated stuff, it was going to go. But the community, they they began to petition. They began to stand up and say, hey, we, we can't take that out. You don't know what that means to people because your new technology, it won't be connected. It won't do that. And this message will no longer be broadcast out. And so they were actually willing to, pre- they prevailed and the Coast Guard, I believe it was, went ahead and left the old equipment in there so that that message for all that would pass by would still just make their day a little bit brighter. They'd feel a little more blessed that someone out there cares and someone out there loves them. And I think that's a challenge for us going forward and I'm reminded of from Philippians. Is a, a passerby you today a passerby, you in church, did they receive a signal that somebody cares, that someone loves, enough to get their attention, enough to be thankful for them and that they're out there, enough to wish the best for them and their growth and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. Well, God bless you guys. I, I hope that was a blessing to you. It sure was to me. And uh, as you chew on those things in the word, may he continue to bless you in knowledge and all discernments, in the fruits of righteousness, which are to the plor- glory and praise of God. I'll see you next time.